Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to Emmy-nominated production designer Jamie Walker-McCall and Emmy-nominated set decorator Carol Lavallee about their work on Schmigadoon. First off, I just have to congratulate you on an amazing season of television. I mean, this setting the bar on season one and raising it times like a hundred is an impossible task. And you guys did that. I'm such a, well, I was such a musical theater kid growing up and I still love seeing musicals. And this was just an absolute delight and treat. So I have to say, Thank you for that. And also congratulations on the Emmy nominations. That is absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for being a fan. No. <laughs> we enjoy doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So how did you two meet actually? <laughs> um, I <laughs> tracked her down because she did season one and made her meet with me in a <laughs> in a what was it, like a restaurant of a hotel when I was there yeah. in Vancouver. And we met and I really, really wanted Carol to do. I was like, God, please let Carol say yes to doing it again. She's so talented. And I I was really hoping that she would join the team and grace us with her stellar work. Mm. Well, and I'm super grateful for the opportunity. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out. Absolutely. And so, I mean, what were those sort of beginning conversations like with Cinco and team just to sort of lay the groundwork for what this season was going to be? Well, at first, when I first met with Cinco, um, you know, they had kind of, even before I had gotten the job for my initial pitch, it was going to be, you know, they kind of gave me the lowdown of what it was going to be a little bit seedier, darker, but they didn't want to lose the like fun color, colorfulness of it. So that was, you know, a challenging kind of thing for me in the beginning to say like, okay, how do I make this seedy and dark but still be schmigadoon like and I'll you know a lot of that um, I attribute to what Carol brought to the table mm. that's very nice of you to say you reeled me out of my darkness yeah <laughs> but it's it, it was single scripts that are a really interesting mix of that sort of dark moody smoky atmosphere thing with this they're incredibly funny and he's, he's a wonderful guy. So it really comes through with this great mix that you see in the scripts that you read in the scripts that really makes it come alive. Mm. And I think too, like what kind of sold me was Jamie's boards are excellent. The mm. boards that she created for the mood of the story. So you knew right away where, where we were going with that. So I think that was really important. Mm. And so right after you get those mood boards, I mean, how, how does this collaboration just go um, between you two? Well, usually I put together mood boards and pitch them to Cinco and he would be on board to mostly. And, um, and then uh, I would meet with Carol and we'd sit down and we'd talk about, you know, what's on the mood board that, um, you know, we wanted to lean into or stay away from. And, and that's usually how we went about our, our meetings. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you go right ahead. 
it's really great for us to have the visual references. And Jamie's really great at being clear about that and then also creating renderings that really make it easy for us. And then I've got a really strong team that, you know, we all respond to pictures, of course, because we're in the art department. So this is how we speak. And uh, having the great boards and renderings really makes the difference for us. So then it's very clear for everyone the direction that we're going. And that gives us the opportunity to sort of look beyond as well, to sort of see, oh, what little gems are out there that we can bring to the table that make it extra fun. Mm. And I mean, what were the biggest challenges for you? I mean, and also sort of adding on the darkness of this season in comparison to, to last season. I mean, but what what sort of structural challenges did you have? What sort of internal challenges might you have had um, that you had to to get over in this um, in this season? I <laughs> I know for me, um, it was the challenge of, of actor availability and scheduling. So, you know, we, we initially thought we were going to have the entire season to build and dress and really, um, curate Chicago, the outside downtown that we built, um, and then found out, I think early May or something that we needed to have it all completed by the second week of filming the, uh, the, the yes, the second week of filming. So it truncated <laughs> our you know our time a lot and that was really challenging for all of us because we want to you know give the product that we all see and imagine and then how do you do that while keeping you know in that time frame um and still trying to make it fabulous for the viewer mm. uh, carol's and the other and i think the other component too that made it a little bit challenging too was we were still working in covid so those were also COVID times, which were very challenging because one day you come to work and people just aren't there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's also, you have a plan, you've got the vision, you've got the dream. And then if we don't have any people to actually make it happen, then that can be really challenging. So yeah, that was certainly a big challenge for us was having COVID play at the same time. Especially in the art department, because it's not like somebody can just pick up and leave off you know, it's someone was working on that. It was, you know, right in the middle of it, where they leave off, where, where are we at? Um, did they, did they purchase that? Did they design that? Did they, you know, did they get that off to the printer? So it's really, it was really, it was challenging times on top of everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what I love in regards to the show, I mean, it's just the amount of choreography that goes on. And I just want to know how much obviously that factors in a great deal into what you're designing, but I, I'm just curious, I mean, how how did you sort of function around that a bit? And I, I know um, you worked on the prom, and so that was probably a very big help to you. Um, and I, I'm just curious how that all sort of came to sort of, I don't know, came to be and sort of uh, just solidify itself. It is challenging because I don't see the choreography at first for a while, usually. Um, so I have to design with choreography in mind and I'm not a dancer and I'm not a choreographer, but I like to, even on the prom, I had to envision what they could do potentially with the set. So I try to design things into the sets that would be fun to let the choreographers know, like you use it, don't use it, have fun with it. Um, it's not gonna hurt my feelings if you don't use the spinning, you know, banquettes or not, like it's, so you just, for me, I just design for fun things. And then hopefully they, they usually do. They're so, they're so talented and so amazing. Like once they show up to the sets and they kind of have their game plan, but then they just embellish on um, 
you know, using the sets to incorporate incorporate the core the sets into the choreography. Mm. And um, so I mean, what what were some of your favorite moments from the season in regards to I mean, some of the favorite aspects or favorite favorite sets or um designs that you guys had created? Carol, what was your favorite? Oh, it's it's really hard to pick. Um, I love Jenny's apartment. I thought it was really fantastic. It was, it, the color was amazing. The construction and paint department did a fantastic job. The paint was outstanding. So that was really great. Um, I love the transition from the butcher shop to the bakery was one of my favorite things because the butcher shop was really, you know, cruddy and meaty and, and yucky. <laughs> it was, it was very, uh, it was, it was, it felt, you could feel it. And yet when we transformed it to the bakery, we wanted to keep the essence of the butcher shop, but put this sort of sweet glaze over top of it. So it was really nice to see that transition and see the transition of them as a couple in the story to go from a butcher shop to where a place where they're making wedding cakes. And we had so much fun with that set. You could actually, there was so much sugar and sweetness in that set. You could smell it as soon as you came into the stage door. Oh, so wow. it was really fun. And we made little custom made uh, meat cleaver cookies and stuff like that. So it was just really fun. It was a fun set. I mean, it's hard to pick because the the club was really fun too. That was a great set. Uh, there, there was just, they were all kind of fun. And it is a great joy for a decorator to be able to move between all these periods. Because we mm. had Victorian era, we had 1920s, we had the summer of love, 60s, 70s stuff. So it was it was really fun to be able to move through all of those periods and and create sets with that. So that was a, it was it was a it was a really exciting show to work on. Mm. Jamie, yeah. come on! Oh no, I mean I think Jenny's laugh was everyone's favorite, including I think Cinco's favorite as well. But they were all super fun uh, designing was just so fun to come up with each and every one of them. Um, you know, even the the jail, the prison was super fun and it's such texture. And then when Sean and Krista Winia, the scenics got involved um, with their paint treatments, it just all came to life. And it was so awesome seeing such fun sets, you know, come to life. Mm. And I mean, if there is a season three, I mean, what musicals would you love to see um, incorporated in the in the upcoming um, potential season of Schmigadoon? Oh, anything. I mean, I any anything. Everything is always such a challenge and so fun to put like the Schmigadoon twist on it. Um, I think anything we were given would be a dream. And and we certainly put a lot of musical references into season two. So mm. we, we really cleaned house on that one. I mean, you got to see everything in season two compared to season one, where it was very simple in its focus. Season two was really intense that you got that huge variety of musicals within one, one season. It was pretty incredible. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I performed Brigadoon in high school, like in 10th grade. So it was very, I, it was, a, I'm not saying eerie in a bad way, but just like having sort of that moment of flashback and just that like pure joy, like all the time. It was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is giving me flashbacks to my high school musical days. Um, But no, I, I love the, the darker turn it took. And I mean, Sweeney Todd's one of my favorite musicals of all time. So it's just, I mean, when those sort of references made their way in, it was just absolutely like 
not to say chef's kiss, but chef's kiss to me. <laughs> um, but I mean, what do you ultimately take away from this project? And I mean, what do you hope that audiences take away um, from from watching this? Because it is just, it's so different from anything else that's out there um, in the television and streaming landscape. Um, I know for me, it was designing it. I was a little nervous because everyone was such a big fan of season one and this went in such a different direction. And I wanted to do it justice um so I just hope that they take away and appreciate that all the hard work that went into it to try to um you know make it as realistic as possible but still have the schmigadoon schmicago twist to it mm. yeah I, I I I hope that people walk away and get an opportunity to laugh and see how ridiculous some things are and really have fun with it. Even though there are dark parts within it, certainly. I think it's at the end of it, it's still really funny and joyous. And that's, I think a really nice um, thing to have in light of the way things are going in society today. I think it's always a nice relief to be able to have that opportunity. So I think it's really great for viewers. And I think for us as a, a crew and cast, I think everybody really enjoyed it. They had really, it was really fun, like everything on set was was a joy to do even though there were some of the dark scenes and you know a lot going on I think at the end of the day people were still laughing and having fun and it was really great to see the cast and crew come onto the sets and go oh wow this is what it is this is great because of course we all interpret the script our own way so it was really nice to know that the cast and crew could come to set and have and really experience it um, and take advantage of that. Mm. And then, I mean, final question for you too. I mean, what is next for for your adventures and, and your careers? Or can you say? I mean, I know there's a lot going on right now in terms of the WGA and the and SAG, but um, I mean, is there anything that you can tease out? I, I was actually working on, right before the shutdown for the strike, uh, American Horror Story. Mm -hmm season 12 um so i've been working on that and hopefully once the, everybody comes to agreement we'll we'll step back into that but other than that nothing like it's pretty dead in the water right now sadly yeah well my secret hope is that jamie finds a fantastic script on an, in an amazing and interesting land far away <laughs> yes. that's super exciting that's what i that's what we need a little, a little convergence somewhere really interesting and fantastic with an amazing script and cast that would be wonderful I would like to see that as well. Absolutely. Um, but I want to thank you two so much for chatting with me today. This has just been an absolute pleasure. Of course. Thank you for reaching out and having us. No, of yeah, course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a fan. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This podcast was hosted and produced by yours truly, Jackson Vickery, but a very special thank you to Sterling Gavinsky for the theme music and to Carly Haney for the artwork. We will see you next time.